Act One of Love is the Best Doctor by Moliere, translated by Henri Van Laun, eighteen twenty to eighteen ninety six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To the reader, this is only a slight impromptu, a simple pencil sketch which it has pleased the king to have made into an entertainment it is the most hastily composed of all those written by order of his majesty and when i say that it was sketched written learned and acted in five days i shall only be speaking the truth there is no need to tell you that many things depend entirely on the manner of the performance every one knows well enough that comedies are written only to be acted and i advise no one to read this unless he have the faculty while doing so of catching the meaning of the business of the stage i shall say only one thing more that it is to be wished that these sorts of works could always be shown with the same accessories with which they are accompanied when played before the king one would then see them under much more agreeable conditions and the airs and symphonies of the incomparable mr Lully, added to the sweet voices and agility of the dancers invest them undoubtedly with certain graces with which they could with difficulty dispense dramatis personae in the prologue comedy read by t j burns music read by rapunzelina the ballet read by abai in the comedy scangarelle father to listen read by larry wilson clitendre in love with lucinde read by thomas peter monsieur guillaume dealer in hangings read by victor Vizarraza. monsieur jose goldsmith read by craig franklin monsieur tome a physician read by sonia monsieur de Fernandres, a physician read by todd macroton a physician read by son of the exiles monsieur bahi physician read by philip gould monsieur Fillerin, a physician read by alan mapstone the notary read by zames corinne lucinde scanarelle's daughter read by jesse percival aminta scanarelle's neighbor read by Sarah Hale. Lucretia, Scannerelle's niece, read by Leanne Yao. Lisette, maid to Lucinda, read by Eva Davis. A Quack, read by Nemo. Stage Directions, read by Sandra Schmidt. Scene Paris in one of the rooms of Scannerelle's house. Love is the best doctor. L'amour médecin. Prologue comedy music de ballet let us our fruitless quarrels banish each other's talents not by turns dispute but greater glory to attain this day of all let be our aim let us all three unite with matchless zeal the greatest king on earth with pleasure to provide let, let us all three unite, unite with matchless zeal the greatest king on earth with pleasure to provide from toils more irksome than can be imagined 
amongst us now and then he comes to unbend can greater glory greater pleasure be our share let us all three unite with matchless zeal the greatest king on earth with pleasure to provide act one scene one sganarelle aminta lucrecia monsieur guillaume monsieur jos what a strange thing is life and well may i say with a great ancient philosopher that he who has much land has also strife and misfortune seldom comes alone i had but one wife and she is dead pray how many would you have she is dead friend guillaume i take this loss very much to heart and i cannot think of it without tears i was not altogether satisfied with her behaviour and we often quarrelled but after all death settles everything she is dead i bewail her if she were alive we would very likely quarrel of all the children god sent me he has left me but one daughter and it is she who is the cause of my trouble for i see her plunged in the most dismal melancholy the greatest sadness of which there is no way of getting rid and the cause of which i cannot even learn i declare i am at my wit's end and i am very much in want of good advice about it to lucretia you are my niece to aminta you are my neighbor to monsieur guillaume and monsieur jos you my companions and friends tell me i pray what i am to do as for me i think that finery and dress are the things which please young girls most and if i were you i should buy her this very day a handsome set of diamonds or rubies or emeralds and i if i were in your place i would buy her a beautiful set of hangings with the landscape or some figures in them and i should have them hung up in her room to cheer her spirits and to please her eyes as for me i would not take so much trouble i would marry her well and as quickly as i could to that young man who asked her hand some time ago as i have been told and i i think your daughter is not at all fit to be married she has too delicate and unhealthy a constitution and it is almost sending her wilfully and speedily to the next world to expose her to bad children in the state she is in the busy world does not suit her at all and i would advise you to put her in a convent where she will find some amusements more to her taste all this advice is certainly admirable but i think it rather interested and i find that you are giving it very much for your own benefit you are a goldsmith monsieur jose and your advice savours of a man who wants to get rid of his wares you sell hangings monsieur guillaume and you look to me as if you had some which you would fain part with the young man whom you are in love with fair neighbour is i have been told 
the very one who is somewhat favorably disposed towards my daughter and you would not be sorry to see her wife of another and as for you my dear niece it is not my intention as is well known to allow my daughter to get married at all for reasons best known to myself but your advice to make a nun of her is that of a woman who might charitably wish to become my sole heiress therefore ladies and gentlemen although your counsels be the best in the world with your permission i shall not follow a single one of them alone so much for those fashionable advisers scene two lucinde sganarelle ah here is my daughter come to take a breath of air she does not see me she is sighing she looks up to the sky to lucinde may heaven protect you good morning my darling well what is the matter how do you feel what always so sad and so melancholy and you will not tell me what ails you come open your little heart to me there my poor pet come and tell your little thoughts to your little fond papa keep your spirits up let me give you a kiss come aside it makes me wild to see her in that humour to lucinde but tell me do you wish to kill me with displeasure and am i not to know the reason of this great listlessness tell me the cause and i promise that i shall do everything for you yes if you will only tell me why you are so sad i assure you and swear on this very spot that i will leave nothing undone to please you i cannot say more are you jealous because one of your companions is better dressed than yourself and is it some new fashioned stuff of which you want a dress no is your room not furnished nicely enough and do you wish for one of those cabinets from saint laurent's fair uh, it is not that do you feel inclined to take lessons in something and shall i get you a master to teach you how to play upon the harpsichord no not that either are you in love with someone do you wish to be married Lucinde gives an affirmative sign. Scene three. Sganarelle, Lucinde, Lisette. Well, sir, you have just been talking to your daughter. Have you found out the cause of her melancholy? No, she is a hussy who enrages me. Let me manage it, sir. I shall pump her a little. There is no occasion. And since she prefers to be in this mood i am inclined to let her remain in it let me manage it i tell you perhaps she will open her heart more freely to me than to you how now madam you will not tell us what ails you and you wish to grieve every one around you you ought not to behave as you do and if you have any objection to explain yourself to a father you ought to have none to open your heart to me tell me do you wish anything from him he has told us more than once that he will spare nothing to satisfy you does he not allow you all the freedom you could wish for and do pleasure parties and feasts not tempt you say has any one displeased you say 
have you not some secret liking for someone to whom you would wish your father to marry you ah i begin to understand you that is it why the do so many compliments sir the secret is found out and go ungrateful girl i do not wish to speak to you any more and i leave you in your obstinacy dear father since you wish me to tell you yes i am losing all my regard for you her sadness sir she is a hussy who wishes to drive me to my grave but father i am willing that is not a fit reward for having brought you up as i have done but sir no i am in a terrible rage with her but father i do not love you any longer but she is a slut but an ungrateful girl but a hussy who will not tell me what is the matter with her it is a husband she wants Sganarelle, pretending not to hear i have done with her a husband i hate her a husband and disown her as my daughter a husband do not speak to me any more about her a husband speak no more to me about her a husband speak to me no more about her a husband a husband a husband scene four lucinde lisette true enough none so deaf as those who will not hear well lisette i was wrong to hide my grief i had but to speak to get all i wished from my father you see now upon my word he is a disagreeable man and i confess it would give me the greatest pleasure to play him some trick but how is it madam that till now you have kept your grief from me alas what would have been the use of telling you before and would it not have been quite as well if i had kept it to myself all my life do you think that i have not foreseen all which you see now that i did not thoroughly know the sentiments of my father and that when he refused my hand to my lover's friend who came to ask for it in his name he had not crushed every hope in my heart what this stranger who asked for your hand is the one who knew perhaps it is not altogether modest in a girl to explain herself so freely but in short i tell you candidly that were i allowed to wish for any one it is he whom i should choose we have never had any conversation together and his lips have never avowed the love he has for me but in every spot where he had a chance of seeing me his looks and his actions have always spoken so tenderly and his asking me in marriage seems to me so very honourable that my heart has not been able to remain insensible to his passion yet you see what the harshness of my father is likely to bring all this tenderness let me manage it whatever reason i have to blame you for the secret you kept from me i shall not fail to serve your love and provided you have sufficient resolution but what am i to do against a father's authority and if you will not relent come come you must not allow yourself to be led like a goose and provided it be done honourably we can free ourselves from a father's tyranny what does he wish you to do are you not of an age to be married and does he think you are made of marble once more bear up i shall take in hand your love affair and from this very moment do all i can to favour it and you shall see that i know some stratagems but i see your father let us go in and leave me to act scene five sganarelle alone 
it is good sometimes to pretend not to hear things which one hears only too well and i have done wisely to ward off the declaration of a wish which i have no intention of satisfying was there ever a greater piece of tyranny than this custom to which they wish to subject all fathers anything more preposterous and ridiculous than to amass great wealth by hard work and to bring up a girl with the utmost tenderness and care in order to strip oneself of one and of the other for the benefit of a man who is nothing to us no no i i laugh at that custom and i mean to keep my wealth and my daughter to myself scene six sganarelle lisette lisette running onto the stage and pretending not to see sganarelle ah what a misfortune ah what a calamity poor mr sganarelle where can i find him sganarelle aside what does she say lisette still running about oh wretched father what will you do when you hear this news Scannerelle aside. What can it be? My poor mistress. I am undone. Ah. Scannerelle running after Lisette. Lisette! What a misfortune! Lisette! What an accident! Lisette! What a calamity! Lisette! Oh, sir! What is the matter? Sir! What has happened? your daughter oh oh do not cry in such a way sir you will make me laugh tell me quickly your daughter overcome by your words and seeing how dreadfully angry you were with her went quietly up to her room and driven by despair opened the window that looks out upon the river well then casting her looks up to heaven no said she it is impossible for me to live under my father's anger and as he disowns me for his child i shall die she has thrown herself out of the window no sir she gently closed it and lay down upon her bed there she began to cry bitterly all at once she turned pale her eyes rolled about her strength failed her and she became stiff in my arms oh my child she is dead no sir i pinched her till she came to herself again but she relapses every moment and i i believe she will not live out the day champagne 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 scene seven sganarelle champagne lisette quick go and fetch some doctors and bring a lot of them one cannot have too many in a crisis like this oh my daughter my poor child first entry champagne servant to sganarelle knocks dancing at the doors of four physicians the four physicians dance and ceremoniously enter into sganarelle's house end of act one